Welcome to Talk for 12, a podcast hosted by the women at Orange Evangelical Church. These 12-minute episodes teach from God's Word and encourage and equip women in their daily walk with Jesus. Hello everyone, welcome to Talk for 12. I'm Meg and this is episode 3 in our series on the fruit of the Spirit. I'm going to bring us back to Galatians and then we'll meet our next guest. Galatians chapter 5 starting at verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. My guest today is Anna. Anna moved to Orange three years ago and has stayed for... Tell us why you stayed, Anna. (laughs) Yeah, good question, Meg. Yeah, I've been in Orange for almost three years now and... I guess the main reasons why I chose to stay were for work and for the community. Yeah, I think we have great people here in Orange. But other things that I love about this place are the coffee and how beautiful it looks in all the seasons. Me too. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk for 12 with me. Can you share with us what has stood out to you in reading Galatians? Reading Galatians recently has been giving me, I think, a lot of clarity to thoughts I've been having about what or who I give power to in this life. So we read how the Galatian church was really trapped in overemphasizing the law as a means of their salvation. And Paul is telling this church that the law or things of the flesh, these are not your master. Jesus Christ is, and he has power over these things. So I think personally, it's helped me to think about different law equivalents or sin that I overemphasize or find meaning in and in turn can feel really trapped by. It's helpfully said to me, reorder your thoughts, remember that Jesus is the one who provides salvation and he has power over everything. So yeah, I think this is something that's given me a lot of peace in the recent months. So yes, peace is going to be the fruit of the spirit that we're going to try and flesh out a little bit more today. Yes. Can you share with us how God has grown peace in you? I think in mapping out this growth of peace, it's probably helpful for me to share a little bit about where I was initially starting from. So in the past few months, I think I've been cycling in and out of these slumps and maybe to use Galatians 5 language, I think essentially I have been feeling really weighed down by the yoke of sin in our world. And I don't think this is a particularly unique or uncommon thing for people to look around and see the volumes of brokenness in our world. Like we have global conflict and an environmental crisis and you're a part of or you see strange relationships and then become more and more aware of internal sin. So, yeah, I think it's actually quite easy to feel overwhelmed and a bit hopeless about it all. Mm. I was talking to a friend at work about it recently, actually, and she was saying that there's this German word, which I'm going to pronounce beautifully. It's called Weltschmerz. Weltschmerz. Weltschmerz, yes. (laughs) And yeah, essentially it captures this state of being. So it translates to something like world pain or a sadness or dissatisfaction about the insufficiency of this world. So it feels like the opposite of peace, really. 
it leaves you with this uncertainty, rising anxiety and a sense of hopelessness. Hmm. I like it. World pain. I think so many of us can relate to feeling overwhelmed with world pain. Mm, Yeah, totally. I think a lot of us can relate to having things in our life that seem overwhelming and broken and undefeatable. Maybe one concrete example for me of late has been work-related. In my work, I meet so many people who are really struggling with physical or mental illness, relationship breakdown, or are at the complete end of their own resources. And then on top of that, it's a place that makes me realise that I'm an imperfect human in a resource-limited health system And sometimes I think I just feel so stretched and unable to actually really fix things. And don't get me wrong, I think my workplace is great and we're so lucky in this country to have such accessibility to good healthcare, but it's not perfect. And there are lots of gaps where you realise that it's not all sufficient to deal with this deep problem of world pain. So how has the spirit born peace in you, Anna? I think what I've just described is a pretty bleak state of being. And I think initially that emotion of hopelessness triggered me to realize that there was something wrong in the way that I was seeing the world. I know that Jesus lived as a human and he saw much more clearly than me the needs and the sufferings of humanity but he wasn't someone who walked in this state of Welchmitz, so I probably shouldn't be either. So I think, yeah, first realising that, from there God was then so generous in providing lots of different and very clear things to guide and teach me, which is something when it was happening that I was really shocked and amazed by, which is funny to think about because it's exactly how God has worked for such a long time. So I'm not really sure why I was so surprised (laughs) by it. But yeah, one thing in particular that really helped to reset my mindset was a conversation that God planted into my life through a friend. So he had been thinking through this idea of being weighed down by different things of this world, specifically for him, workplace structures or government systems. And to flesh this idea out more, he'd been looking at Genesis 3, which speaks to how humans in sin, how we distort the order that God has ordained. So Adam and Eve initially had been instructed to care for and have dominion over God's creation. But in Genesis 3, they let one of these animals, the serpent, climb up above them and become the master they listen to and are deceived by. So we see that instead of this structure of God, then humans, then creation, the distortion became creation, then humans, and then God falling by the wayside. And we see that living against God's design in this way means that life doesn't work very well. It's dissatisfying and frustrating. And I think Galatians actually adds another example of this because for them, the law was this system that was meant to serve them and help them to follow God, but instead became something that they lifted up and turned to for salvation, with Jesus starting to be forgotten by the wayside. Yeah, so I think this was a really big concept for me, and I started realising that a lot of the dissatisfaction I was feeling 
was because I had essentially done an Adam and Eve or a Galatians and was giving power to things of the world instead of God. So coming back to my example of work, I think I felt so defeated because I had elevated the health system to be this thing that could be perfect and able to fix the sin and suffering of this world. But my experience was that this just wasn't true. So it became this really burdensome thing for me, actually, because I'd forgotten that ultimately Jesus is the one who has the power to restore. I don't have to feel dependent on the health system as this answer to the question of sin and suffering because I know it can never fully stem the tide of sadness and sickness that comes from creation being out of step with our creator. And it actually doesn't have to be either. Jesus Christ is actually the almighty one who has restored this world and that full reality is just around the corner. He is the one who has ultimate power to save for life now as we look to keep in step with the spirit but more so for life eternally. Yes, I love this. As someone who you know works in the same system, I often feel the pain of my own insufficiency to fix everything. And we're not called to be God, are we? There's this sweet relief, this freedom, when we submit our efforts to God's sovereignty instead and we can trust his care of his creation. And I like the way you put it. It's a reorienting. Remember who has the authority or the power. And I like that. So peace. Mm, yeah, yeah, I really like that, Meg, like how you've said, yeah, this such sweet relief when we submit ourselves and our efforts to God's sovereignty. And I think that's such a freeing thing to realise that we have a good God who is in complete control. And this has given me so much peace amidst the strains of this life. Yeah, I use the example of work, but in most things that I've been feeling hopeless or defeated by, I've been able to settle myself with this same framework of questioning of what or who has ultimate power. And ultimately, the answer is always Jesus. All the strains of this life have been crucified with him. So we don't need to feel overwhelmed by anything. As we prepped for this episode, we were helpfully reminded of a Bible verse that I'm going to share now which is John chapter 16, verse 33. And Jesus tells his disciples, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Mm, yeah, peace from Jesus means we don't have to have this Weltschmidt's approach to life, but exactly what you said, we can live with peace knowing that Jesus has overcome the world and lives and reigns in heaven right now. Okay, so in each episode of this series, we've come to this idea of walking by the Spirit and living by the Spirit, keeping in step with the Spirit. How do you walk with the Spirit? I think in my Christian life, the animal that I've resonated the most with is the goldfish because I feel like I always have these light bulb moments and then I forget them very quickly and then I have them again and then I forget them very quickly so, yeah, I know I need pretty regular reminders of God's message to keep in step with the fruit of the Spirit. So something I found helpful in keeping me on track in cultivating peace is a little prayer mantra. So when different stresses pop up to question the peace that I have in Christ, I just ask myself, who has the power? It's really simple 
but it's so reorientating because the answer is always Jesus Christ. The answer is always Jesus Christ. What abundant peace we have in him. Now, we talked about this growth being a work of the spirit, reorienting to believe the truth of who God is. Let's finish with talking about how the spirit uses others to help us grow. By the absolute grace of God, he has made this body of brothers and sisters who are vessels of his wisdom. And I really think we should be utilizing that. As I was thinking through a lot of these things, a lot of God's guidance came from conversations with friends. And that can really only happen if people actually know what you're trying to work through. So yeah, I think I'd encourage our listeners to just talk to other Christians about the things that you're struggling with. And I know opening up can be really hard, but it's just so beneficial. So I think next time someone asks you how you're going, maybe try and be a bit more honest if there is something on your mind, because they might be the person that God is trying to use to speak into whatever you're being challenged by. Thank you, Anna, for sharing how God has grown the fruit of peace in you. Our next episode is going to be our final in the series on the fruit of the spirit. We're going to keep talking about freedom, growth, and Jesus who gives us everything with Sam. Until next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Talk for 12. For the show notes and resources of this episode, or to email us, visit the podcast website at oechurch.org.au forward slash talk for 12. That's the number 12 in numerals one, two. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us next time.